Welcome to Equippers Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipperschurch.com. Say hi to someone, grab yourselves a seat, and then we're going to get into the message. All right. All right. I have free chocolate for everyone who said hi to someone not sitting next to them just then. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, worship team. Hey, um, it is great, great this morning to be in church, and there's a lot of things, a few things that we want to get through. But first, I want to just thank and, and uh, introduce to you the, uh, the Bible College students that have uh, been down and uh, have been helping. And um, uh, uh, there's Joshua there, right there. Currently, are you single? You are? All right, phone number, he's going to text, put his phone number on them all. Uh, Victoria is singing there as well. See, I'll be more polite to you. Yana as well. And uh, Matthew over there playing the keys. It's good. And the Teletubby that was over here before is uh, Micah, and he's out in um, Boom, is it? And so uh, just, what's that? Also single. All right. Okay, cool. Very strategic right there. So, so. Do you know that Dunedin hat? No, anyway. <laughs> Should we play some matchmaking right now? Everyone's feeling a little nervous. I'm just going to look for the reddest female. No, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, people online. Um, all good. Hey, uh, it, is, it has been a real honor and a privilege to have the Bible College students down with us this week. And um, it's not finished. I've been helping out. Uh, with many different things, helping our team, helping you, helping the church, uh, just doing things through Heart Week. And um, just, just a few, I thought we'd show a few photos. So I'm just going to take this little bit of post-it note information that James Brimmer kindly set up for me. Um, so a few things is the, uh, the team handing out lollies at a, uh, on uh, campus. And so that's cool and keeping on going. We don't want to prolong this. Very good. Then that's the scriptures. The even eleven disciples left Galilee, going to the um, again more of a university. There's there's our, that's we're handing out lollies over Dunedin, and we want to welcome everyone as well. So it's good. Oh look at this. That's what um, we just felt like getting a few rabbits out to dig some holes, and planting some posts. Uh, there we oh, there we go. Halfway through, or uh, well, maybe yeah, putting the sandpit at uh, Carisbrook School. So. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm strategically placed there. No, go back. That was a good photo. It's like the, yeah, there we go. Look at that. Look at those five people and that one head right there. That's very good. <laughs> the funny thing, so do you know that that head and that person disappeared when the sand had needed moving around? Anyone? But the other five people there did an amazing job plus others. Okay, next one. That's all right. We don't want to prolong that one. Obviously, um, thank you, James. Um, some baking for the police and the fire. Is that correct? Cool. There we go. Fire brigade. That's cool. Uni barbecue. Beautiful Dunedin weather there. Oh, I didn't know there was hash browns. Man, if I knew there was hash browns, I would have been there. Anyway, um, keeping on going. More handing out donuts to the amazing people cutting down the trees in George Street. Mm. Ooh. Anyway. Should have left those. Anyway, I'll write a letter to the council. Here we go. Um, but cool, just being able to get in our community and the guys um, uh, taking all the food to the food bank. 
that everyone brought in. So thank you very much for those that brought in non-perishable items to the food bank and um, just going into and getting in and around the community and real cool. Good time, really good time. And thinking about Heart Week and I know some people um, took time off work and gave their time and and, and, and came along. Some people donated f- financially to it and all that, and which is awesome as well. But I want to encourage you, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if, if the army of, I don't know how we have many people volunteered, but what would happen if uh, the entire church got into a place where we took a day off or uh, just to get into our community where we're all partnering together? And I, I really believe that that's what we're here to do as a church, uh, here to influence our community. And I love doing Heart Week. Heart Week's awesome. Who likes Heart Week? A few people like Heart Week. It's good. But here's the thing is, Heart Week is, uh, it's, a, it's supposed to be a, a reminder and that we can all get together at a certain time to push out and do things in our community. And that is good, but it's a, actually a reminder of the kingdom culture that we should live day to day. Wouldn't it be amazing if we did, if we did it Heart Year? Imagine what would happen if the church of God did just continually every day got up going, Lord, what can I do for you today? How can we get into the community? How can we serve in our community? And I, I love church. I love, this is awesome. You, if you've been part of this church for a while, you, you, you know we love church and we love encouraging one another. We love pastoring people and spurring them on towards love and good deeds and pointing people to Jesus. We love that. But I also, I'm, I'm a little bit of an action man as well. No, I'm not an action man. But like, I think, I think let's get put action. We can say a whole lot of things, but I really believe that God's calling us to just continually, every day, Lord, what are my actions for you today? What is my life going to mean for you today? You know, whether it's, um, and whether it's planting posts, whether it's moving sand, whether it's giving out lollies, whether it's making donuts, whatever it is, maybe it's making a meal for someone. Maybe it's doing something for someone, but maybe it's praying for someone. Maybe it's listening to someone. Maybe it's being there to just encourage someone. Whatever it is, Lord, what is my action for you today? And I really believe as we create that culture and who we are as a church, man, what, I just see Dunedin changing. I just see our, our, the, the, the region that we're in changing. And I really believe today that God's, God, God's just stirring. You know, if you sat there and you looked at those photos and you're like, oh, they look so good. But you feel like you haven't partnered with that. Come on, it's up to you if you want to shift something. It's up to you to make the change. It's up to you to say, Lord, here I am today. Use me. And the thing is, he wants to. He's called you. He's blessed you. He's graced you, and so let's be available to serve Him this morning. Amen? Awesome. Um, have you ever had to deliver a message to someone? Maybe you've even watched movies, those, those, amazing, like those intense movies where, where the army general has got a message, and it's like, no, stop, don't invade, and they send someone, they send a message across, and they've got to go through this, and they've got to go over that, and they've got to get there, and, and, the, and the, generally the message, because the movie's got to be an hour and a half, or hour 40, 
the, generally the message gets there just in the right moment. Like, and it's like, no. Or, or has anyone ever seen those movies, messages, and just, oh, phew. You know, you know I, I remember watching a movie, I think it was Crimson Tide, anyone, this is an old movie now, about a couple of nuclear submarines. And there was a big battle going on. They lost communication. And uh, the communication from, I guess, the White House or wherever the orders come through. And, and, the, and the radio had to be fixed. But the, the, there was one guy, and there's a mutiny on board. And one guy was like, no, we need to fire the nuclear weapon. The other guy was like, no, we don't. And just as they're about to fire the nuclear weapon, this message comes through. And it's to do not fire the nuclear weapon and uh, the movie's awesome, and anyone excited about it? It's like, no one. I think Tamara was, uh, it was good. Boss was, it was good. I like those movies where the, the message gets through. Uh, who remembers the advert for, the, the, uh, for Bluebird? The big taste always has got to get through. No, I'm losing people, all right, okay. But there's, there's these, you know, have you ever had to give someone a message? Have you ever, like these days we use email, that's how emails work. And you send out a message, and the message comes back, and you know, it's quick, it's easy. You don't have to know horse and cart anymore. And, you know, I often give our kids messages. Go tell your brothers, or go tell your sisters and brother, and it's dinner time. Who knows that's a good message to receive? <laughs> Who likes hearing those messages? It's dinner time. Messages. Messages are important because they communicate. They communicate maybe an instruction. They communicate maybe some information that hopefully will sh- then give you an opportunity to either receive, do, or create an action from it. And um, here's the thing. Was as, as Christians, we've been given a message. We've, we have been saved. And we are being saved by God, and, and we're living a life of, of sanctification in and through what Jesus has done in our lives. But He's given us a message. He, I pray He talks to us individually every single day, corporately as a church as well. But He's given us a message, and some of you may know this, and the most, I guess, famous message that He's given us was in Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. And it's titled The Great Commission. And it says this, The eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We've all been given a message. The message is simply to go. Go and make disciples. Like, well, how do you do that? And that's a good question, but hopefully by the end of this message, we'll know how to do this. Because I genuinely believe that, that, that we know the love and the grace of God. We know the love and the grace of Jesus Christ who saved us from our sin. And we know how he's loved us and, and, and what he's done for us. And I genuinely believe that we want that for every single person. Yeah. If we want that for our 
family. We want that for our workmates. We want that even for the most annoying person in our world. We do. I pray you do. Uh, because, because when they find you, just hopefully they won't be annoying. Think about the whole picture here, people. Maybe not. But we want Jesus because what? Because the message has to get through. Because essentially the, the, the nuclear bomb gets lit off and goes, what's going to happen? There's going to be mass destruction. Because the, we've got to get, the, we've got to understand that there's a massive, really important message to get through. It's not just a, a message, hey, it's dinner time. No, this is a life or death message. That, that Jesus loves people. That Jesus died on the cross for me and for you. It's a, it's a message that has to get through. It's way more important than the big taste of bluebird chips has to get through. No, this message has to get through. And here's the thing is, we're all carriers of this message. Put yourself in whatever movie scenario you want to be in. Whether you need to go to the front line of the Civil War and you've got to go riding on a horse or whatever and you've got to dodge cannonballs coming at you. I don't know what it is. Put yourself in whatever, mess, whatever scenario you want to be in, but you're the main character. You, are the, you have your own, uh, you know, what do you call it, blockbuster movie, and you carry a really important message that has to get through. We've been given this mission from Jesus. We've been given this authority as well by Jesus to, create, to, to outwork the mission. We've been given a direct command. I don't know if you're in, if you've had any experience in the military forces, or or, or anything like that. We read in the Bible around how a, how an army officer asked Jesus to heal his servant, and he just says, you know, just say the word, and he knew the authority. We 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 have authority. We've been given authority with a direct message, a direct command to reach and tell people about Jesus. In, um, and, and so we've been given a message here. See, the message has to get through. It is a life or death message. This message that we carry has to get through. And I pray this morning that we would, we would take that and, you know, and, and, and for me, and some of you may know this, and if you've been in the church for a while, I've, I really do pray for my family because I've got a message that has to get through. It has to get through. I keep praying for that. As it, as it goes out, I, I, I pray for my workmates. The message has to get through. Most of them are saved. <laughs> I'm working on a few. No. The message, maybe, maybe, but, uh, uh, maybe friends. I've got friends that, that, that are not saved, and I've got a message for them. It's got to get through, but I, I do find this, that my purpose and intensity um, lowers, reduces as, what, as the circle gets wider. Because I really want my family to get saved. And I really want my friends to get saved. And then I sort of want the person in the cafe to get saved. I sort of want that other person. You, do you know what I mean? Because there's, there's less of a relationship, there's less of a connection. And I think that's natural and it's normal. But get the message through to the people that God wants you to get the message through to. 
Every single day, you can be the action man, the action woman that carries a message to the cafe person, to the student who you're sitting next to who's freaking out right now because they just lost all of their notes for the success, for the term. You can be a messenger. You can get a message through. I want to encourage you a little bit more where we have this message, and it's in Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. Tammy referenced it this morning also. It says this, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has, this, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father only has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. There's another, we're a witness. We're a witness telling people about me, tell, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And it goes on. See, we will receive power. What is that? We receive gifts, we receive grace, we receive the anointing of God to be His witnesses. What are you a witness of? Now, if, if you go into court, if you're a witness, you have to, you have, to have seen the event. You, if you haven't seen the event, you are not a witness. They will, you will not be called as a witness. And so what are we a witness of? We are all a witness of what Jesus has done to us personally. He's, we're all a witness of what Jesus has done for us personally. We're all witnesses of what we're believing God Jesus is going to do for us personally. So we are all a witness. We all carry a testimony of who, what God has done in our lives. I'm a witness of seeing people healed from cancer. I've seen that. I'm a witness of seeing people uh, step in by faith of, and give to, give to the Lord. And I've seen their finances change and their situation change. I've seen that. I've got, I've got testimony, and I've been a witness to many things, and so do you. We all carry a witness. We all have our own personal testimony, but what else is it that God carries? See, the message has got to get through, but also we're, we're the ones that carry a witness to what Jesus has done in our life. I pray this morning there's something stirring. It's not a coincidence when, when the Lord brings people across your path where you've been through the same situation. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. Yeah. It's not deja vu. Yeah. It, it, it's God setting you up right. so that you can deliver a message. Yeah. And the message is life or death. Yeah. So I pray this morning that there's a something in our spirit. We have a message and we've been gifted and we've been graced. I actually felt after I wrote this message, I could probably do a message on each one of these points. But we have the message has to get through, number one. Number two is that the, 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 the mission has to go far. It says here in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. The message has got to go far. It's, it's amazing how fast now we can get a message from this side of the planet to the other side of the planet. There's a thing called copper wires, called the internet. And there's big long cables going everywhere. They even use these things called satellites now as well. 
But now we can, it doesn't take six, six months for a message to get from New Zealand over to the UK. Right. Now it can happen in just a moment. And, and we, we have the ability to reach far and wide. But, but let's, let's have Jerusalem. See, Jerusalem is local. Jerusalem is our world. It's where we live. It's, it's, the, it's the place that we go to. We can be really purposeful in Jerusalem. We can go to the same barber. Some of you, you can go to the same barber. You can go to the same hairdresser. You can build a relationship there. You can go to the same cafes. You can be purposeful about saying thank you so much and being politeful. So I love the fact that our e-group, we go to um, a, a cafe, a non-disclosed place, <laughs> 6.30 every Thursday uh, morning. And, and the, the, the amazing staff there know all of our names. We know her, and she knows all of our orders. We only have to walk in and sit down. We do say hello. <laughs> we do help put the chairs and the tables out on the footpath. But we don't have to tell her our order. She knows every single one of us. And there's, there's a cool, and we're just seeing, believing one day that she'll come along, she'll find some friends in church, and she'll get to know who, who Jesus is because we carry a message. We're, we're purposeful. And we can be in our Jerusalem. You can be in your sports clubs. You can be in, 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 in your swimming club. You can be in your hobby club, whatever. I'm trying to just go wide more than sport you can be in your world you can be in that and you can and you can be in jerusalem you can you can get i, I love the fact that last year I, I i managed one of my oldest son jacob's rugby team that was fun it was a lot of work a whole lot of work but i was getting into people's worlds i was purposeful purposeful about getting into people's worlds how can we get into our jerusalems how can we get into the very place that God has put you? How do you get into your workplace? Maybe you're that person who does shout a coffee every Thursday. Well, why do you do that? Just out of the heart is generosity. See, the, the label that we are is saved when we, we know the grace and the love of God. But the, the function that we are is generous when we're saved. There's a whole lot more behind that. But we can get into our region. We can get into Otago. I love the fact right now that we have a real strong connection with Ray Thompson and Red Frogs right across Otago, right across actually the South Island, maybe mainly the lower South Island, but we can get into our region where a, lot, a whole lot of young people are, are giving up their time to reach wide into, into like, into the, was it Southern District Lakes, into Queenstown, Wanaka, over New Year's, just to make sure people are safe, students are safe, young people are safe. You know, we can get into our region. We, we see that we can support the church in Cromwell. There's, there's other things. We can, we're doing a light party, and well, obviously that's in Dunedin, but, but we can get into our region. What, can, what could God do if we prayed and said, Lord, open up our region? See, the message is not just for Dunedin, but it's also for, for the, the Judea, the region. I love the fact that our Bible college students have, have said, you know what, we'll come to Dunedin. They'll get into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of it. They'll go travel far. We've got an opportunity to travel far. I love the fact that today a group of people are leaving to go to Auckland because tomorrow they're flying out and, and they're spending the next two weeks in India. The message has got to go far. 
The message has got to go far. We have the ability for the message to go far. I love the fact that we have a great, great whole lot of nationalities in the life of the church, representing many different countries, and the message can go far. The message can go far. I keep teasing Pastor Byron in Wellington that he's um, got South African background. I'm just like, we go, you need to go plant a church in South Africa. You need to go plant a church. I like South Africa. The message can go from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, the message has to go far. It has to go far. It's got to go far. See, in, in, in Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 to 20, well, I'm actually just going to focus on verses 7 through 8. Sorry, lyrics team, who put all those lyrics together. But it says, oh, okay, I'm going to go verse 10, then uh, I'm just going to read. Jesus called his disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. It goes on and he says, you know, all, all 12 of you go out. I'm sending you out. You know, in that time, they, they, their, their far might not have been far in kilometers, but it was still far for them. They still had to go on a journey. They still had to make an effort. They still had to go. And they went, and they'd been given authority by God and, and, and by Jesus. And he's like, go and do this. Go and drive out impure spirits. Go and heal every disease and sickness. Go and do all these things. Why? Because I'm giving you the authority to do it. And as you go, in verse 7 it says, As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Do you know what? The kingdom of heaven is near for you this morning. It's near for me this morning. It's near because someone's telling you about it. That's how we make the kingdom of heaven near is when we talk about it and we tell people about it, the message is near. But when we don't talk about it, it's still far off. Can I encourage us today? Can we use our lives to say, Lord, the kingdom of heaven is near. Can we prophesy every morning as we wake up? Let's be an action man, action woman, and say the kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is near. Why is it near? It's because you carry the kingdom of heaven. Where you go, the Lord goes with you. The kingdom of heaven, and it says this, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. See, there's, there's a command, there's a direct order about praying and believing for stuff. Now, and now we might, you might not see it and you might not have the answers to prayer that we see, but does that mean we give up? Does that we mean we don't give the message? Does that mean... Because at just the right time, it'll come alive in, in, the, in people's lives. I want to encourage you today. Come on, the kingdom of heaven is near. Freely you have received, freely give. Freely give. And it's, it's a struggle sometimes. Sometimes there's an embarrassment. Sometimes you're like unsure of what people are going to say because there's so many views and opinions these, these days. I mean, I've been at the university with Reggie Dabbs, and he's just playing the saxophone. That's all he was doing. Someone comes up to me and goes, is this a Christian thing? I'm like, well, it's actually a saxophone thing, but um, he is a Christian. Oh, Christians. You're like, oh, sheesh. You get someone's, you know, you get someone's aggression, or you get someone's, 
response on you. But look what it says to go down. It says, whatever town or village you enter, verse 11, um, search there for someone, some worthy person and stay in their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If, your, if the home deserves it, let, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to the words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Kind of, the, the, there's two things happening right here in this passage of Scripture. Is He says, search out for someone worthy. Do you know what? Wherever, you've got, wherever the Lord leads you, there will be someone worthy. There will be someone because He just doesn't put you in places just for fun. He's, he's putting you there because there's going to be someone. He's, he's setting it up. But there also is going to be times where you're not going to be received. And, and you end up in this, in this, what, in this uh, um, illustration that Jesus is talking about. That he says to wipe the dust or shake the dust from your feet. Maybe this morning there's a few dusty Christians. Just because you've had experiences where you really did carry the message of God. And you did really go with a motive of love. And you did really have a, a motive of just caring for someone. But someone someone didn't receive you. And, and maybe fear, maybe intimidation stuck on. And, and you're still just walking around. That's why Jesus says, hey, if... if, if let peace return to you. Let peace return to you. If, the, if you don't get received, if the message doesn't get received, you've just got to shake off the dust. You've just got to shake it off and go, okay, Lord, let, let, let your peace return to me. Let your peace return to me. I'm not going to let that experience. Man, I, I worked on a building site. Man, I had bricks thrown at me. Here comes the Bible basher. It was sort of in jest, but who knows that every joke is 90% true. <laughs> it's like, and uh, you know, there's moments. Many of you know the story of my my apprenticeship. But then, when my boss actually got sick many years later, he sought me out and wanted me to know that he was sick. Why? Because he knew the message that we carry. That we knew the hope that Christian believers carry. There's going to be times. I, I really believe this morning. Come on, it's time to dust off. Some of those experiences, it's time to go, you know what, I'm going to step out. I'm just going to, and you don't have to be like the person that I've shared this. I know I shared this a bit before, but how when we were in London, there was a guy with a megaphone standing on Oxford Circus Corner. You don't have to be aggressive and rude like him. No, you can be a nice, normal, loving Christian person. Amen. You don't always have to be right. I'll give you a tip about preaching the love of God is don't always, don't argue and don't always have to be right. Know what you believe, but never argue. Because as soon as you start an argument, you're going to put a barrier up. Just always go, hey man, let's, let's just keep talking. Let's just let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord is with you. It's about letting the Spirit of the Lord use your voice, use your words. Say, Holy Spirit, how can you use me today? So the, the, uh, the message has to get through. The mission has to go far. 
and then the last one this morning is the the ministry has to be love. The ministry has to be love. You can you can have all these things, and the ministry is not to be right. the The ministry has to be love. In Luke chapter four, verses fourteen through nineteen. It says, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power, and reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and, and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went on, as usual, to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the Scriptures. Verse 17, The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where he was... The, this, where this was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor is coming. I want to read uh, um, Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 through 3 again. Uh, it says this, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released and the prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemy. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for, a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair in their righteousness they will be like great oaks that the lord has planted for his own glory see the message the ministry has to be love the ministry this is the ministry of jesus this is what he came to do let's let's unpack this just a little bit it says the spirit of the lord is upon him jesus knew what his role was. Jesus knew he was the son of God and he knew he was anointed to do what he needed to do. Um, and he was, the, and it, the Lord had anointed me to bring good news to the poor. See, that's the message of Jesus this morning. And it's not just the poor that we might think in from a monetary term. It's the poor in heart. It's the poor in spirit, the people who don't know him. It's, it's, it's the life or the death situation. And, 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 and it, I pray it does something in your heart to go, you know what, when, when people don't know Jesus, they're poor. And there's something that Jesus' ministry is like, you know what, he, he he's came to bring um, good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted. Have you ever been in tears? Has there ever been times where you're like crying out and going, Lord, I need you. His ministry, Jesus' ministry is to, is to comfort you, the brokenhearted. It's to comfort you this morning. It's to comfort your neighbor. It's to comfort your workmate. It's to comfort your family. That's the ministry of Jesus. It's not to be right or wrong about a certain demographic or topic right now. It's not to be like all opinionated. No, the, the, the ministry of Jesus is to bring comfort to the brokenhearted. And to proclaim that the captives will be released and the prisoners will be freed. The ministry of Jesus is to bring hope into situations. 
the ministry of Jesus is, is, not, is not to, is, is to like, come on, to breathe life into situations. You know what? I know this might be the reality right now. I know my, this, this is what things might be labeled. But can the ministry of Jesus bring hope? into that situation. You know what? Oh, it might be this situation right now, but it's going to get better. It has to get better because Jesus says it's going to get better. With him, it'll get better. He is sent to bring comfort to the brokenhearted, to proclaim that the captives will be released. Prisoners will be free. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor is coming. And with it, the day of God's anger against the enemies. You know what? I, I, saw, I, I don't know if I'm interpreting the scripture right. And, and, I, I, and I, I believe we've got to take it from a, 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 the Lord and the devil scenario. It's not us and people because God's heart is to reach people. It's not, we don't have enemies against people. It's about how here was like, no, I'm, I'm, I, like, I'm, I, can, I am super, super competitive, real competitive. I, I, I'm, I'm really competitive, uh, but I'm, I'm low-key now on sports and all that sort of stuff. But when it comes to the devil, no, here it says that, that one, God's anger is going to burn out against the enemy. There might be times where he's oppressing and there's stuff going on in life and all that, but I'm so thankful, and, I, and it's the ministry of Jesus that his, his anger is going to burn out against the devil and all his demons, that, that God, the victory has been won by Jesus this morning. Don't get all quiet on me when we're getting spiritual. We've got to understand, like, you know, I, one of my favorite scriptures is in Colossians where it says he publicly disarmed. It's like, you know, look, come here. And he walks them around, see, this is what. And even it says one day that we're going to be amazed on, what? That's the devil? But Hollywood made it out to be this big monster thingy. Don't be naive, because there is principalities and powers. We've learned that now. It's going to be times. We've got to exercise the authority that's been given to us. And we then take that authority. There's going to be times where you say, you know what, devil? No, no more. No what? No more. And it's by faith that something rises up in our spirit. So you know what, devil? No more. The message, the ministry of Jesus has to go far. The ministry has to be love this morning. Worship team, you guys can jump up, please. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes. Now, ashes represents death. But it says the ministry of Jesus is to give you a crown. And of a crown of beauty. A crown of beauty. Some of you might have been following the Queen's recent passing and you would have seen the crown the royal crown and he was like someone has some exuberant cost fully an amazing piece of jewelry 
big jewels, diamonds. I think I read someone somewhere that it was close to a billion dollars. I might be exaggerating, I can't remember. That's a lot for a crown. It's an amazing crown. But the crown that Jesus wants to put on you is way more precious. It's way more valuable. It carries way more authority. He wants to give you a crown of beauty for the ashes, for the stuff that you've had to go through, for the stuff that you're like, this is not how it's supposed to be. No, the ministry of Jesus is love. And it's got to go far. It's got to go. He wants to bring a crown of beauty for the ashes. He, he wants to bring joy of blessing instead of mourning. I, 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 don't, I don't particularly like mourning, as in grief, sadness. And, but I, I, I do, and I am thankful that I have those emotions. Because it teaches me about how amazing God is. And through our emotions, we feel the heart and we feel the spirit of God. But it says here that a joyous blessing instead of mourning. There's times where we will go through sad times, moments where we're unsure, moments of mourning, moments when someone passes away that we love. That we love. But He wants to turn that also into joyous blessing festive praise instead of despair come on conservative South Islanders I know our rugby team sucks and there's not really a lot to celebrate right now it's alright there's a new coach there's a new season coming up <laughs> currently the Highland chaplain is staring at me <laughs> But sometimes at the stadium, man, do you, do you get festive praise? What about church? Oh, well, that's not who I am. Well, this is what Jesus came to do. He wants to make you a little bit more exciting. I'm a, I've got to push through in my own life. I'm actually naturally a shy person. I feel like I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert, but there's questions and answers around that. I don't mind. But it says festive praise instead of despair. There's a joy. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a believer in Jesus. Uh, you know, there's something that says, you know what? Uh, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, amen. I pray there's joy in your heart. Because that's the ministry of Jesus. Oh, we can live life down and out. And we've got to take authority over the things that are trying to make us down and out. And that's why it's great to declare Scripture over your life. Maybe you need to print out the first three verses of Psalm 61 and write them on your mirror or something, or, I don't know, write them on your toothbrush or every day, or something, something that you use every single day. Write them on the back of the bathroom door. Something that's going to remind you every day that this is the ministry of Jesus. This is the love 
of Jesus. And so this morning, the three, three points, uh, the message has to get through. And you're a, you're a message carrier. The mission has to go far. Goes to where, wherever the Lord sets up for us. And the ministry has to be the love of Jesus. That's the mission. That's, that's, that's what Jesus says. I want to go back to Matthew chapter 28. 18, it says this. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Everyone's got to go. We've all got to go. Not a got to go. We've got to go. Got that? We've all got somewhere where we can go. We've got somewhere where God wants us to go. To speak into the life of our friend. Maybe it's someone close to us. We've all got a message to give them. And so just as we sit, Father, we thank you, Lord, that first of all, you sent your son Jesus to go. And he went. He was born into this world. He lived a life pure and he lived a life of love and he lived a life of authority and he lived a life of compassion and he lived a life of hope and he lived a life of the promise that he knew the very thing and the very reason why he created us and he lived a life, Lord, to lay his life down so that we could essentially have that beautiful relationship with a loving Father. And Lord, we thank you this morning, Jesus, that you went and you went. This morning, we thank you that you've called us to go as well. That you've passed on the message now. That there's people in our worlds that we can go to. There's people in our worlds that we can love. That we can bring the ministry of Jesus into those situations. And so, Lord, even right now, highlight someone that we could encourage this week. Highlight someone that we could love this week. And Lord, as we go, may we be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Lord, we're reminded this morning of that no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, they put it on a hill for the whole community to see. Lord, I pray for every person here that, Lord, we're where their light might be feeling a bit dim, Lord, just breathe fresh on them. Where they might be walking around with a bit of dust and some bad experiences of just being shot down or maybe someone's got angry or it didn't go well, I pray right now there'd just be a dusting off the feet and that your peace will return. Just bring peace right now, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.